Hey, it's Remy and welcome to the Penta Page podcast. Today, I'll be discussing how my interest in education reform grew, as well as reading out a speech I wrote for my English language GCSE about how the education system can negatively impact the mental health of students and therefore why it needs to change. I briefly mentioned before that I started to critique the education system in my mind a few years ago, but I thought that I should go more in depth just so all of you can fully understand why I'm so passionate about this and getting my petition out and making real change happen. To get involved with future episodes and to keep up to date with the podcast, follow at Pentapage Podcast on Instagram. I appreciate any feedback, so feel free to DM me with your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. So first of all, I'm going to start with the book recommendation for this episode. And because it's Pride Month, I thought it'd be really good to do a Pride-related LGBTQ book recommendation. So while this is not technically a book series, um, it is a graphic novel series, um, and that is Heartstopper by Alice Oseman. There are currently four volumes of this out, um, and they follow the start of a relationship between two boys, Nick and Charlie, while they're in secondary school. As well as just being easy to read and having a cool art style, it deals with these two boys really trying their best to learn how to navigate a relationship um, among the opinions of others, schools and mental health. So this series is just in general really heartwarming Um, and if you want something that's quick to read, something that's fun, um, I would highly recommend this. So for my productivity tip, um, I think it would be to find both short-term and long-term motivations when doing work. So um, I have kind of briefly touched on this before um, during my Q&A episode where I gave some um, productivity tips and I talk about this idea of um, short-term satisfaction versus long-term fulfillment um, when it comes to work and kind of how that links to trying to get schoolwork done. But in this case, uh, both short-term and long-term motivations are useful, but long-term motivations are really what are gonna keep you going. So short-term motivations will keep you going to try and maybe get a certain piece of work done. So maybe some kind of reward, like watching your favorite show or eating some food that you want. That might not necessarily keep you going the entire time and and some rewards can actually be more detrimental to you rather than helpful or actually rewarding. But a long-term motivation will keep you going um, even when you're struggling to do work. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a break, but maybe when your motivation is generally lower, um, having something that um, keeps you going is really helpful. So this doesn't mean that you need to know what career path you're going to follow or what university you want to attend, but having this kind of driving force um, towards all the hard work that you do as a student Um, when days can often feel very repetitive and boring and honestly quite exhausting, having this kind of motivation will help. So it can even simply be um, that you believe in yourself enough to get high grades. So you're going to put in the time and the work to get the high grades because you're determined to do so. Just always remember um, when it comes to this kind of stuff, sometimes you do just need a break. Sometimes nothing will motivate you to do work and you're actually just exhausted and you need a break. So just a reminder... Long-term motivations are very helpful for keeping you going and and making you want to continue with your work for a long period of time. Um, not necessarily just one task, but over like the couple of years that you're doing a qualification, for example, like, like GCSEs or A-levels. But generally, it can be helpful. But just remember your mental health is always the number one priority. Yeah, so let's get on into the episode. Does the current education system put too much pressure on students? 
In a recent survey, 9 out of 10 head teachers stated that the new GCSEs are harming students' mental health, triggering sleepless nights, panic attacks and depression. How did it come to this and what can we change? The British education system has been through change in various areas through the decades. However, there hasn't been such a drastic one until the reformed GCSEs and A-levels. To give some context, GCSEs were introduced in 1986 for teaching. These were created to replace O-levels, which were mainly exam-based. After 30 years, the government decided to fully reform the GCSEs graded from A to star to G and replaced these grades from 9 to 1. They also made more rigorous specifications for all subjects. The explanation the government gave for this was that more demanding qualifications would provide young people with knowledge and skills to succeed in Britain and to match those of their peers in high-performing education systems globally. I don't believe that this reform was needed and hasn't achieved its intended aims. Coursework has been scrapped for most GCSEs, creating a culture of exam stress and consequently extreme pressure on students. The Association of School and College Leaders, ASCL, compared the exam timetables of two students sitting similar subjects at GCSE under the old and new systems. Student A, who took old-style GCSEs, sat 18 exams, which took 24 hours and 30 minutes in total. Student B, who will take new GCSEs in the same subjects, will sit 22 exams. The total length will be 33 hours. This is a substantial increase. No matter a student's learning style, they were able to excel in coursework. So why was this aspect of courses discarded? The new grade 9 is the pinnacle for higher performing students in the country. While I understand that it was created to provide more differentiation between these students, there are no sixth form courses or apprenticeships requiring a grade 9 in any subject. Students hoping to get the highest grades at the end of year 11 can feel disappointed if they have achieved an 8 because they feel that it isn't the highest grade despite it being a fantastic achievement. In the 2018 exam series, only 700 students out of the hundreds of thousands who sat these exams achieved a set of straight nines in their GCSEs. Furthermore, only a small number of universities will use GCSE grades to decide if a student gets an offer. Nevertheless, there shouldn't be so much pressure on students to get nines. For lots of students, any grade below an 8 or a 9 can feel like a failure, and most high-performing students are anxious that they won't achieve the grades they want. Is fear of failure the best way to motivate us to work hard for the top grades? In Finland, exam pressure is alleviated from students since they don't have any required standardised tests throughout their school years and only have one exam at the end of their last year in school needed to get into an academic or vocational university. Finland spends about 30% less per student than the United States. I think many education systems internationally should aspire to their successful method of educating young people. They are taught how to learn rather than how to take an exam. Exam pressure inevitably affects every GCSE and A-level student. YouTube has continued to be an influencing platform, but recently study tubers have emerged, documenting the relatable struggles of being a student. Jade Bowler from the channel Unjaded Jade put a video on her Instagram story in the 2018 exam season. She was crying and feeling upset with herself after she sat one of her A-level exams and felt that it went poorly. She said that she ran out of time and continued to say that when you run out of time and you don't answer questions, there's no chance. It was very distressing to see such a diligent student like Jade feeling unconfident in her ability to perform well due to a challenging exam. However, this video became very popular and was circulating around the internet. She was invited to speak on some news programs discussing this video and the pressure students face, which is higher than ever before. While the video was heartbreaking to watch, it got the internet discussing this topic and provided awareness of the reality of exam season for conscientious students.
Students can lose passion for learning in school. It is hard to enjoy lessons when it's in the back of our minds that all the content must be memorised for an exam. Furthermore, we are teenagers and we never get to relive this time again. Students shouldn't have to spend hours every day revising and instead make sure to have a work-life balance. Time should be spent on schoolwork and revision at home since working independently is a vital skill in the workplace. Nonetheless, teenagers should feel like they have freedom at home rather than being tied to their desks. Teachers and members of staff should emphasise this to ensure that their students have a balanced and fulfilling life. Without a doubt, the current exam-based education system puts far too much pressure on students. One alternative is bringing back coursework and exams having a smaller weighting on the overall grade. Exams don't truly show a student's work ethic or their passion for the subject, and instead, exams test them on how they can cope with stress. In most jobs, you may have busy periods, but there is not constant racing around the clock, months of build-up and feeling like your life is on the line. As well as the overwhelming GCSE exam period at the end of year 11, students are bombarded with many tests throughout their GCSE years as well as mock exams. While these are for teachers to assess a student's progress over time, they cause unnecessary stress for students, although they don't count in the long run. The utmost issue with exams being used to assess students and having a large weighting on final grades is that they're based upon circumstance and how someone performs on a particular day, not taking various factors into account. Resitting exams aren't allowed anymore unless if they are for English language or maths, which both must be passed. This doesn't allow those who didn't do well in their exams the first time to have a second chance, no matter why they didn't perform well at first. Coursework displays a student's true potential and ability, unlike exams. I am extremely lucky to have access to education and I am determined to succeed in my qualifications. Despite this, mental health should be the most important aspect of life while being a student. Students will be unable to complete their exams to the best of their ability if they are struggling with their mental health. In addition, a union has said that reformed GCSEs will increase stress because pupils are forced to spend longer periods sitting more exams. After the first year of new English and maths GCSEs being sat, the marks on exams were so low that for maths, the past grade boundary was set at just 18%. Surely this indicates the students were struggling more than they had previously and the reformed GCSEs aren't achieving their initial goals. It is evident that the new, more demanding GCSEs are remarkably stressful and put significant pressure on students. I think it should be emphasised that these exams are not the end of the world if they don't go as well as expected. For example, if a student doesn't get a 9 in history, which they wanted, but gets a 7 instead because they found the exam really challenging, it is okay for them to feel disappointed for a while. Success is relative. However, it is vital that we do activities specifically to de-stress, whether it is having a bath, reading, meditating, journaling or listening to music. It is incredibly beneficial for your mental well-being. Students should fit in something every day which is completely unrelated to school. The grades achieved in school aren't a reflection of how intelligent a student is in every aspect. School shouldn't consume anyone's life and negatively affect mental health because every student is worth so much more than a grade. Thank you for listening. Yeah, so there's the speech. Um, I know looking back now, um, I wrote it a long time ago, I think um, probably like over a year and a half ago. And I can't really even like remember when I um, actually did the speech, but basically I could improve things I've said. Like once reading it out, I've realized that. But I think generally that encapsulates um, the different stuff that I was interested in. Um, and, and a huge part of why I don't like the education system is its impact on students' mental health. So yeah, so now I'm going to get on into how this interest really developed. Um, so 
as you probably know from when I um, spoke to Eve, um, I actually started watching her the summer before year seven, which is very young. I was 11. Um, and during year seven, she was really the only study tuber I watched because actually a lot of her content was still related to beauty. So um, I watched that. But then when I got to year eight, um, I started looking at other channels related to um, related to Eve. So um, in this time, I'm not listing every single one I watch, but these are the main ones that I can think of. So obviously Eve, um, Lydia Violetta, I think that's how you say her last name. I'm not sure. Um, Jack Edwards, as I've mentioned in my episode with Eve, um, Laura Medley, Ruby Granger, Evie Flynn, Ibsmo, and Jada Jade. Um, and since then their content has changed. Um, a couple of them aren't as active on YouTube anymore anyway. Um, and yeah, but so you can still see their past content when they were doing study tube stuff. And if you haven't um, watched them and you need some advice on revising and stuff like that, they're very, very helpful. So make sure to check them out. Um, I will leave the links to all of their channels and any other people I can think of in the episode description. Um, but yeah, so once I started watching them, um, I started becoming more interested in the qualifications themselves that we were sitting really. Um, I started doing research on the different specifications of the GCSE subjects that I was interested in. I started understanding the weighting of the exam. So um, say like one exam was worth 30%, I would know that. And anyone who knew me in secondary school and had lessons with me um, were probably quite aware of this fact. So then it was in year nine that I started to feel more opinionated about it and started really taking into consideration my experience of the education system and therefore why it needed to change. Um, I had lots of conversations with my friend Julia about this. So shout out to you, Julia. We had lots of informative conversations about about what really were the faults of the education system that we were experiencing, not even as GCSE students. Um, so looking back now um, on subjects like German, so this obviously um, is similar for all the languages and depending on school to school, um, they may teach Key Stage 3 languages differently. So my experience might be very different to someone else's. But, um, but in Key Stage 3, we did a lot of memorization. So for our speaking exam, Really, what you just had to do was memorize these paragraphs and spurt them out when we had to, um, when we were in the exam. And the same went for the writing exams. So we were given the questions in advance and I would just write a massive paragraph, memorize it, write it over and over and over again. Um, and then when it was the um, test in class, I was able to write that out perfectly and score very high marks because all of my work was, was grammatically accurate. GCSE German, it changed to an extent, but um, but particularly with the speaking exam, there was still a huge amount of memorization. Um, so it wasn't very spontaneous or fluent. And the actual content of GCSE German was very repetitive and boring, like the topics were very dull. And I thought about this recently, how it really didn't set me up um, in a good enough way for the A-level when the topics are more interesting and you're really having to work on all of the different skills and and you aren't just memorising anymore. Um, while you will always be memorising vocab um, in languages because that's just the way it works, um, it doesn't prepare you in the sense that um, if you're actually going to be speaking a language with someone, you will not have memorised everything. So it doesn't set you up well enough for someone who actually wants to do language related things in the future. And during this time, um, I also started researching places like Finland, where um, in their education system, 
the teachers could choose what they taught their classes based on their students' needs in, in that particular class. Um, and parents actually had more trust in the teachers than what they were teaching. Um, they received more funding, things like that. Um, and they also, um, as you heard in that speech, they don't have compulsory standardized exams except from one. So there may be teachers who choose to use exam formats um, for assessments or whatever, but um, generally there aren't a lot of exams in Finland. There are also lots of other places that I'd like to research um, and I'm planning on doing a bit of a series at some point starting this year um, about comparing different education systems. So if you have any country which you're interested in hearing me talk about in relation to the UK education system, let me know. But yeah, so looking at stuff like that and then I could, and then I started comparing it to the UK and I realised how poor our education system actually is in, in teaching real learning. And when I started GCSEs in year 10, um, I enjoyed it more at first because of the new content. It was a bit more interesting than Key Stage 3 and the choice of subjects I had taken. So, so everyone had to do the sciences, maths and English language and English literature. And I chose German, history, drama and economics. Um, and I did enjoy it, but it quickly became quite tedious because as year 10 mocks approached, I could feel my mindset changing in the sense that I knew I had to memorize everything I was being taught. And I've had three sets of mocks in my life. So um, I had year 10 mocks in June, year 11 mocks in November, and then year 12 mocks in May, um, which was very recently. And during all of them, I have felt at some point very low, whether it's during the preparation or um, during the exam season period itself. Um, and I know that so many students feel that way. And that's why um, I just don't think um, the system is right because it gives, it, it makes so many people struggle with the way they feel um, and feel like they're not enough or like they're not doing enough work or they're doing too much work and they're really tired. So don't love that. Um, and I also started realizing from that point too, how grades affected my self-worth and how I felt about myself um, and also it made me really realize how exams were entirely based on circumstance um, and that they don't take into account as I said before um, a student's performance during the entire year their passion for the subject their work ethic or their life circumstances at that specific point in time when I was researching for this speech um, there weren't actually a lot of stats about the mental health for students and yeah, so from there, um, I've just had an interest. Um, and obviously that speech shows that. But um, I thought um, last summer that making this podcast meant that I really could have a place to voice my opinions and my thoughts on it and to get other students talking. Because I think rather than complaining about it, because the majority of people don't like this education system, I thought, what about getting other people in involved and us really having this narrative of, knowing that we need change and and trying our best to make that happen. So yeah, um, if you have any more questions about that, just let me know because um, I might have not covered everything right now. But yeah, so that's the general story of my interest in education reform. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, this is a more quick one than usual, but I thought... Um, I wanted to get something out and I think this is something that's quite relevant since I will be trying to do my um, petition soon. Once again, if you have any interest in getting involved with future episodes, um, follow the Instagram, DM me, um, 
I am planning on doing some more guest episodes um, in the coming months, so look out for that. Um, I really hope you will enjoy them. Um, and I'm really happy to have pretty much anyone on who is um, has some opinions about it and would like to have a discussion with me. Um, and just a reminder that you don't always have to agree with me either. Um, I don't necessarily believe that it is only my opinion that's right because there are positive aspects to the education system and the fact that we even have access to education is very um, important to recognise. So yeah, um, once again, if you have any questions related to um, how I found interest or anything else, um, I'm happy to answer them. I hope you have a good day, afternoon, night, wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.